I'm about to buy some. Welcome right back, now. everybody. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, officially powered by Rackaholic Outdoors, the true whitetail sense and cover sense made from an Indiana deer farm, 100% made by deer, straight from the deer to the bottle. Um, if you guys want to get swallowed up in some deer, I recommend the whitetail bedding scent. Uh, it kept me undetected all year long. Also, shout out to AAA Shooting Supply in Layato, Indiana. They have your gun ammo and archery needs. Tonight, we have uh, Matt Dosman on as the special guest, and we also have Mason back. Two for two. Two for two. So, uh, Matt, uh, it's been a while. Hey, Matt. <laughs> we got uh, Matt on the phone. Oh my god. I, I can't do the text, Mallory. Alright, I can't right now. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys. Uh, we have Matt on the phone. Uh, we, you know, he ran into some technical difficulties on getting over here tonight. So we're, uh, we're winging it. So, Matt, uh, go ahead and maybe get into, um, I don't know, your your overall experience from uh, this season, and then we we got some more questions for you. Um, yeah, that's where All we're right. at. Yeah, let's go with it. Roll it. Uh, this season was a tremendous learning experience. I had the roller coaster ride up and down. I uh, started out great. I sat at a spot we call Chuck's for the first time. About the third week of October, and I said I was going to go in, make a mock scrape about 15 yards from the stand I was sitting in. I put a complete scrape in it, broke a limb, doused it with white tail bedding, then doused around with the leaves and stuff around it. Went and sat about an hour later, never heard this deer coming. This was a big buck, very wide, but short tines. And I just happened to turn around, and he's standing behind me at 10 yards facing the scrape, which is in front of me. So I couldn't move. I bet it was 10 minutes. He just would throw his head up every now and again and do his little sniff and stick his tongue out and lick his nose. And he finally turned and walked behind me to go away from me. So when the tree got between us that I was sitting in, I stood up very slowly and turned, got drawed on him. I did the old man routine. <laughs> old man. Broadside, 20 yards, wide open. This is going to be great. Hit the trigger, arrow goes right over his back. Oh, boy. I had no clue why. Been there, done that. right on him right in the lower part of his chest and the heart went right over his back at 20 yards oh my gosh he took two hops looked back like what the hell was that and then did a circle around me came back in 50 yards from me and sat there and ripped a scrape and tore up a tree and then moved on to do it again further down the woods so I didn't spook him he didn't know what it was he carried on with what he was doing. He was checking scrapes and making scrapes. And I went home. Disgusted, of course. 
turned the headlights on a truck, faced it toward the target, broke the bow out. I wanted to know what happened. It was hitting a foot high. Oh, God. That's sick. My arrow rest came loose. So it was a drop away. So when I pulled back, it raised the arrow rest up. Oh, God. That was the problem. Yeah. A loose arrow rest. So let that be a lesson to anybody. No matter what time of season it is, just check your stuff. Make sure it's not loose. Make sure the bolts are tight. Because I did not. Probably should have. And it cost me that deer. I mean, who would have thought? I know. It was... I was ready to come right back to blue collar. And yeah, I did it. That's it. It's over. Nope. Damn. I was denied just proves that hunting anything can happen and it will happen no matter how prepared you are that's the first time it's ever happened to do you check your rest now oh yeah <laughs> very very frequently yes I make that a note Mason right. your first year of hunting oh yeah I'm noting it no matter how small it is <laughs> damn I'd rather blame it on the rest than hitting a twig, but, you know, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then, uh, proceeded from that horrible night. We're now rolling into November. Haven't killed a deer. Haven't had the opportunity. I'm seeing deer all the time. I'm seeing bucks. I'm running scrapes. Changing around a little bit from this spot to that spot. Let's hear. Um, I probably passed four chances at does by this time because you always think, oh, there's a buck coming right behind her. Well, all those four times, it was not a buck coming behind her. So those does got away. Dang. Both season was tough. I never, never really had a shot. They were always standing behind something. Or a buck would come in and just dog in a doe and chase her everywhere and never get it to stop. Just sit there and watch. And I've seen some good ones, small ones, big ones. I've seen some good ones for next season, hopefully. But uh, kept running cameras. I've seen the same deer that I had pictures of all summer. It grew up through the season. And then. An awesome, one awesome night during the rut. Two biggest bucks on Quintal property that I hunt. That night, my brother offered, but why don't you sit in my stand and see what you see? Okay, he stands 200 yards away from mine on the other fence row. So I sat over there. The graveyard behind it, and then railroad tracks, a huge roof behind that. <clears throat> Combine just happened to be running that night. Picked the rest of that field in between the two fence rows. Didn't run anything out, but it wasn't, I'm guessing, 10 minutes after the combine shut off left was done, the deer started pouring out of the corner where I was sitting. I probably had 25 deer, six bucks, and two of the biggest bucks that I've had on camera. Mm-hmm. The 
this one came from a front of me from the fence room that I was sitting in. That's crazy. Before my, brother offered, before my brother offered me to sit in his stand, which is the opposite fence row. But he come across that field, dog my bell. It was the big old seven-pointer that I named Tank, which I showed you many pictures of. And then the deer started coming out from the corner behind me, so that caught my eye. I've been watching Tank for probably 20 minutes chasing the door around this field, hoping we'd get close enough for a shot with bow. We never did. So then the deer started coming out of the corner across the railroad tracks, coming right past me at 30 yards. Every one of them. There'd be like five does and then a little six pointer. Six does and a spike. The last group to come out was about uh, six or seven does. And they all kept looking back in that corner. There was a big tree between me and that corner and I couldn't see what was standing there. I didn't move because I had deer all in front of me. I was pinned down. Out steps this monster eight point bow high tower. Sat real high, past his ears. Beautiful deer. I was going to try and shoot him sitting down. Oh, man. So he come out in front of me going up a hill. Because the field had a hill towards the middle of it. So he's going up the hill. Had him range at 30 yards. Drew back, puts a pin on him. Just as I'm going to hit the trigger, he bolts after the stuff. Stood there for almost long enough to let me get a shot off. But then he bolts up after this doe and he starts chasing her in circles. He came back three times. I probably watched all these deer for an hour and a half. It was a great evening. But again, never had a perfect shot after. Yeah, I felt that this year. It is. <laughs> Yeah, up and down roller coaster season. So, both season, saw a lot of deer, never got a shot. The only shot I did get, I blew it at 20 yards because we lose arrow rest. Damn. So now we're on to gun season. My brother decides that me, dad, my son, all need to go to Green Bay opening weekend of shotgun season I saw that oh yeah I remember that I mean it's been everybody's team in our family growing up we had a chance to go I told them can't we do it in December (laughs) they told me I would live (laughs) dang so I mean I don't know how you guys are living being Green Bay fans but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) I know I know keep it coming here we go But, so yeah, I sacrificed opening weekend to go to Green Bay to watch the game. And I'm sitting there in Green Bay and Jake sends me a message. He shot a damn nice buck. And then one of Chris's buddies shot a monster eight-pointer over in the Claypool section across the street from where we're at. So everybody's dropping deer on opening weekend, and I'm sitting in Green Bay freezing my butt <laughs> off watching the package play. Did you get my text? Yes. Oh, okay. Yours too. All right, it's, it's still sending probably. <laughs> it's, still it's probably still sending. 
Yeah, where is it? I think it got lost. Yeah, it's a ha- it happens. Anyway. I know it does. So anyway, we get back Monday midday from Green Bay. So this is the third day of gun season. So I'm itching to use my new Savage 308. Never hunted with a rifle before. Got a sighted in. Love it. And what we sighted it in with was Red Tip Warner Days. But I was out of that, so I used a different box. Do not do that. Yeah, don't do that. No, that was <laughs> set up for failure right off the bat. Because Monday night, sure as crap. Go sit back in Claypool. I was walking out, there's snow on the ground. Just getting down, just light enough. There was like five minutes left before legal shooting time was over. I'm walking down the tracks, the snow, and they can't hear you walking. I just look over. Big cornfield, there stands a beautiful 10-pointer and a doe. So I Indian walk to the fence row, which is like 15 yards in front of the tracks. And luckily he was in the field that I could hunt. He was on the other side of the pothole I was sitting in. I get all snuck over there. Kneel down on one knee, rest the gun on the fence, steady rest, everything. Put a ride on him. I was like, this is it. This is going to be it. Pull the trigger. Clean miss. Oh, boy. Probably 110 yards. Dang. So then after that, he didn't even jump. He just looks up, looks around, and he starts walking towards me. Angling right to me. So I let him walk, I don't know, 50 yards. So now he's probably only 50 yards from me. I put the gun on him again. Shot. This time it goes low. It hits, you see it hit the ground, a snow fly right under his belly. I'm like, what the crap? He gone. Dang. Yeah. So after that, being new to the high-powered rifle scene, I'm, just, I'm a huge bow hunter. Just talking to my uncle, a couple of buddies are like, uh, you gotta use what you decided it in with, order to hunt with, because every bullet's different. Yep. Well, I didn't know that, I do now. <laughs> so, rookie, rookie mistake there, Mason, rookie mistake. It's fine. When I have a gun in my hand, <laughs> they didn't show up, so. I'm going to blame it on the fact that they're scared. So I go out the next day. I buy a box of the Red Tip Hornet Days. So the following weekend, Saturday, I go hunting. And once again, it's a pile of deer. Now I'm over what we call River Bottom. I'm taking River. Another spot. And there must have been 30 deer in three bucks. Just running does all over that woods. Sat there and watched it. It was one of the best running activity seasons I've seen in a long time in front of me. It was awesome. Nice. So I'm watching these just three little bucks. They're running these does just ragged. I decided I'd watched enough. 
about an hour later. I don't know, there's probably 25 goats standing in front of me, 50 yards. It's like, that's it, it's time. Stood up, got the gun rested. Luckily, there's a limb right there mm-hmm. that I could rest the gun on to shoot, clear out in the woods, because the center woods, there's no trees, it's clear. There's trees all around it, and they're all out in the center. So I just take one out, take a good one out, boom. Dropped right the tracks. I was like, wow, I'm gonna try this again. They didn't run. They just all looked around like, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I ended up within less than a minute killing two goes right there where I sat. (laughs) If I weren't big enough, or I shot one of them and I'd have been tagged out gun season done. <laughs> They're like, Becky, awesome. why are you taking a nap right now? <laughs> What's going on? So yeah, Quack. The first time I've ever doubled on does in one day within a minute. It was really fun. So, take a little break for a couple of days because, you know, processing and getting all that stuff done. I get back at it towards the end of the next week, which now we're in the last week of events, the last weekend. I go out another Saturday morning back to Claypool. There is, by this time, you know, big racks <coughs> are not as important as meat. I only had two deer get late in the season. I was to get out a little bit. So I had a decent second rack. The buck come out about 120 yards out in that cornfield the play pool come right across the ridge down that dough put the gun on him pulled the trigger he didn't even know what hit him he didn't take a breath nor a step he just dropped like a sack of potatoes <laughs> so being a lesson that high powered rifle with the right bullets oh yeah three deer three hard shots three drops yeah they do one. I never had any easier in my life <laughs> Yeah, they they help out a, a bit. Uh, yeah, it was impressive. And every deer that we got it after I shot it, there the heart was exploded. Yep. So that gun is dead on. I love that gun. That's my new favorite gun. It was a good buy. <laughs> That's good. So uh, you were talking a little bit about the rut. We kind of experienced a slower. I guess you could call it chase period. There was some pre-chase, like seeking going on, uh, pretty heavy there, right right around Halloween time. Um, but what was your take on your area for the actual, like, was it slow or was it, uh, you know, was there a lot of a lot of action? You're talking about during the rut or the pre- During the, the rut. During the rut, okay. Um, it was like, slow. Like here it was dead. It was slow. Like I said, I had that one evening after the combine shut off. Probably had four or five bucks and you know twenty does out there in front of me, and they were just circling, dogging, chasing does all over that field. But that I see it every day, no. Maybe twice during the rut. Gotcha. But. Remember the buck that I missed at 20 yards of Chuck's? 
Yeah, yeah. I watched, I've seen that deer because I sat there more because I wanted to kill that deer. It was unique, extremely wide. And I sat there probably for the next two weeks after that. And I saw him four more times. Oh, geez. Roaming around out in the field. He never really quite close enough for a bow. If I had a gun, he'd have been dead. No. And, yeah. Said that a lot. I mean, 50 yards. He would get within 50 yards. That's with a bow. Yeah, some guys, oh, I'll take that. I can do that. Yeah. But at 50 yards, if he hears the bow go off, um, their reaction time, they got a lot more time to duck. Yep. Move, swirl. It's just the farther out you go with the bow, the higher the risk is on getting it. Yep. They want injury. So, as close as he got, so I just let him go and let him do his thing. I watched him dog a couple does and come down the wood line. I did see, oh, I did see something pretty awesome, though. He was dogging doe down that wood line. I just not remember. Sitting there one evening. She walked down that wood line and she peed in one of the scrapes that he made. Oh, nice. And as she was peeing, he stuck his head right down there in the scrape while she was peeing. And then come up and give the lip, uh, lip curl. Oh, boy. It was, it was awesome. I mean, I saw some really cool rut activity, but I did not see a lot. Yeah. But he eluded me, he got away from me, ended up giving in and shoot one over Claypool. Yeah, it was really strange for us over here. Um, yeah, it was it was awful for me. I would say. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I really don't know what uh, contributed to that. Um, like I said, I thought I'd be sitting pretty good with um, with the cornfield we had, but uh, we actually. It seemed like we had more action last year when there was beans, and my main property is more notorious for when there's corn. It's a pretty crazy deal. So I, I don't know what contributed to that this year, but it just seemed off. You say you had corn this year or not? Yeah, we had corn this year. See, Claypool, when they have corn, it's a lot better than it is when they have beans. That's like in every other year place. don't know why, but it draws more deer when they have corn. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess... Things change every year, so. But like you said, there wasn't. I mean, I'm speaking for the like uh, up in the reduction zone. There wasn't that many does, no. so it wasn't like they'd be chasing around there anyway. Uh, well, we could not get away from bucks this year. It was actually which it, harder to see does. Which yeah, which is crazy that we're going to complain about that. But it's just the pure fact of like, <laughs> yeah, it, it it's not like they're they were there, but they weren't. <laughs> you like, the buck density was stupid. Right, but it wasn't. I mean. For the rut, I figured it would have been a little more active, but it wasn't. It was slow. Yeah. Usually you're praying for a buck. Right. And we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was complaining. It's weird we're complaining about it, but what, I, what I'm saying is logically is that if if it's slow where we're at and we're not even seeing does, period, I, want, I mean, it makes sense on why it's kind of slow. Yeah. And, I mean... During the rut, I didn't see a thing. 
by my stepdad, so I didn't really care. Right. Um, That's bad, man. Right. Well, they're there is just as soon as the, I mean, for me, when Guns season came around, they just kind of, yeah, they didn't want to, they did not want to come out. It changes a lot. Right. Oh, after that first weekend at Gun, they can come ghosts. They're gone. Oh yeah. They're just scared. Makes you wonder where they go. Uh, asleep. <laughs> Where would you go if you're getting shot at 24 7? Dig a hole. <laughs> Dig, exactly. Yeah, you're not going to come out either. No. Uh, but I will say that the Rackaholic, it was on fire this year, but I had five cameras running at four different spots, and they were working scrapes all the time. Most of it at night, but they were working it all the time. They'd come back. Yep. It's just, it was a lot more night activity this year than there was last year. That's what I noticed, just by running cameras. Yeah, uh, that Rockaholic, it made a difference, that's for sure. But, yes, and once again, I never got busted. Nope. Not one time I smelled. Well, we got silhouetted. Nothing you got silhouetted. No. I was kidding. I was there. Before, no lie, before Rackaholic, you'd always hear blow. You'd always hear him somewhere in the woods. You're like, dang, caught my wind. Now, why tell Betty? They don't matter what direction that wind is. No. They still come. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> um... So is there is there anything from this season that you learned you need to like fix at your spot or uh, maybe you're you're you got your eyes on something new for this year? I know we talked right about some things. Uh, we can get to the bow in a second. Well, I have a we're going to talk about that here in a second. But let's talk about just like your grass, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I seen his new toy. Oh, I wasn't talking about me. I was talking about yours, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what? I was talking about your new toy. Oh. So, do you have anything in mind you're going to change for uh, this upcoming season, like stands or anything like that? Yeah, I invest in another ground blind spot that cannot put a stand that I'm going to try next year. Okay. Uh, working on another spot maybe, but the old saying goes to too many spots you miss a lot. So I try to concentrate on one each year more than the others. It just depends what's in there. Right. For what I see. But I'm really not going to change too much. Right. I can change bows. Are you going? Are you? Uh, what? What'd you get? Go ahead and tell everybody. Yeah, let's hear it. Um. Well, what kind of impressed me this year? They come out with a whole redesigned new riser, everything on their carbon RX sevens. Those things are sweet. What they're saying is not a lie. Yes, there's a difference between the RX five, the RX seven. The RX-1, it, it's smooth. Love it. Got it blacked out, bone collector edition. 
It's set up, ready to go. Thank you for Colder Archery, best archery shop around my area. Love them. Um, it's great. And Jake, <laughs> I got one here hanging for you if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> but you can't get your hands on it. Yeah. New green Venom 30 with slow green road bow strings. Yeah, I might I might get it like anode because knowing you're a Packers fan and with it being green, I, I don't need that in my house. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's no green in this house. Green. Not even close. <laughs> no. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I can't wait. Are you gonna? Have you been uh, moved or started looking at any trail cameras yet, Matt? I've been running trail cameras. Yes, antlers have dropped. Um, gonna start shed hunting here by the next couple of weeks. See what I can find. I got a uh, monster six pointer that I've never seen before. It could have been late season. He's tearing up food plot behind Dad. He's probably got foot long brow tines. Oh, so since he's you brought got, up, he's got a drop coming off his right base. Since you brought up shed hunting, what would be uh, your tip to somebody that is looking to get into shed hunting, or uh, maybe it's their first time shed hunting? Uh, what would be like your hot spot areas to go look like when you go out? Hotspot areas would be the south-facing hills or property okay. because of the sun and the way it hits. That's where deer will lay or deer will drop them. I learned that through listening to people whatnot, south-facing properties on the south side is your better chance. Um, fence rows, Beach fields, anywhere that a big buck can hide right now and not be seen, places you wouldn't think to look, look. So probably near my tree stand. <laughs> After taking that information last year and last year of my first year really getting into shed hunting, I found six, I found two complete sets pretty decent 10 pointer second rack eight a couple six pointer sheds but it was it was fun it definitely it's not a waste of time if you find them but it is hard to do I think what's cool what's cool about it is you can find like uh, you know where the where the deer are traveling and like sign from earlier this year it kind of gives you a an idea of what went on last year and what can yes. maybe improve on this upcoming season. Most definitely. And when there's snow on the ground during this time, mm-hmm. go walk your woods. You'll see the paths. You'll see the deer tracks. That'll give you an indication next year where they're coming in and out, what they're doing. Yeah, I know. I'm, I got a new stand. I got in mind placement off of uh, what I found about a couple weekends ago out there walking around. So... Um, naked from my, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be seeing this movement from my regular stand. Um, it's about a hundred yards 
southwest of where I normally sit. So uh, they were just, you know, backdooring me basically. So. Is this in a swamp? Uh, it's actually at like the ridge of the swamp, kind of by the creek crossing. Nice. So I think I'm going to have to put something in there and give it a few sits. Yeah, I uh, I like that swamp. Though I haven't been through it all, you can show me where it's at. I mean, it just sounds awesome. You described it very well. That's thick. <laughs> it's like switchgrass in That's there. That's a bonus. Big bonus. Yep. And they truck straight through that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Oh, yeah, that goes through stuff you don't even imagine going through. Like, my buddies went in there to throw some uh, duck decoys in the water, and it was, like, almost to their waist. But I remember when watching deer walk through there, it was, like, coming halfway up their legs. Like, just stupid. (laughs) All they're doing is walking with poles. That's what I don't understand. I don't know how they get... And there's effort, like, effortlessly. I mean, it's just stupid. But, uh, you know, like I said, from sitting back there this year, I learned... Where to be more prepared on the deer movement? I would have never guessed them to travel or travel as heavily as they did through that that water and muck. Um, I thought the action would have been in front of me, closer to the briars, but they basically I need to be facing the water, yeah, and be yeah. okay with losing an arrow in the water. <laughs> <laughs> they will always go where you don't. Right, it was an unreal. Uh, there's a swamp behind my dad's, probably 500 yards from our property. But that's how far I walk to shed hunt. I can shed hunt it, but I can't hunt it. Oh, damn. There is trails as big as four-wheelers you could drive through there, right down through the muck, through the briars. That's insane. grass, and it's just trampled. They, they were bedding right on the edge of that water in the grass. It was It was unreal. Damn. But, yeah, it's crazy where they can fit. Yep. Uh, let's see. So we went over your your season and uh, went over your new bow. Um, you got anything? Oh, hey. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I haven't finished my season yet. Oh. <laughs> okay. I got one more. I got one more. You got another deer, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so anyway. Right. Yeah, so seven days I killed three deer, pretty much was done. And, which is enough to get family for you. And my fiance's boy wanted to go out during muzzleloader season and see if he could get one. So I took him out. We went out a couple times. We didn't have time. And so I took him out to Chuck's where that big buck, that real wide one I was telling you guys about that I missed at 20 yards. I was hoping he was still alive, maybe out there, and he could get him. Right. So, the last two nights of muzzleloader season, Saturday and Sunday, we sat there. We sat there Saturday and didn't see him, but we saw some does, and he wanted to shoot doe. He was out for Horns, of course. Yeah, naturally. And then we went there Sunday night, the last night, and we sat till dark and didn't see a dang thing. 
Charles think, well, he's bedded up somewhere, or he got shot, or whatever. So we get back to the truck, put everything away. That was it for the season. So we call it quits, and just done. And we pulled out from Chuck's out of the field on the road, probably went a half a mile across one intersection, and went down the road, and there's a woods, just a little strip of woods that runs along the road. On the left side of the road, and I'm probably up to, I don't know, 45, 50 mile an hour. And out of nowhere, before he could say, big, that's all I got out, bam. Oh, God. Smoked it. With the truck. Best weapon you got. It was the big 10 I've been after all season at Chuck's. Ran out. I'm glad he's with me because I had somebody to witness it, so people would believe me. <laughs> it happened that way. That thing was a monster, out. dude. A dead run. I don't know why or how. You didn't even have to. It was like a split second because the woods is there in the road. It was just there. Man. Luckily, I don't know how I didn't see there, but he got the front half ahead of my truck, so I nailed him on the back half. Trashed my bumper. Trashed the grill. Trash the light. And he hit and spun. Did a complete 360. Flew over the ditch and landed in the cornfield. Picked cornfield across the road. And I hit the brakes and we both look at each other. He goes, that was a big deer. I said, yeah, I know. I said, we're going to turn around and go back. Turn around and back. He's laying in the field 50 yards from us looking right at the truck. Laying down because I didn't know at the time, but I totally obliterated both his back legs. All he had was his fronts. Wow. So I called the sheriff. They come out. By the time the sheriff come out, did all the paperwork, and was going to go out and finish him off. He was still alive, but he couldn't run or get up. That deer was just his front shoulders drugging himself 100 yards out in that field, trying to get away. Wow. I don't doubt it. The will to live. Right. I couldn't believe it. I was amazed. It just his two front legs. He drug himself a hundred yards out of that field, and the sheriff went out, finished him off, and then come back, and then let us go out there and got him. We had to drag him back a hundred yards. I bet that was a hundred yards drag. No four wheeler, no nothing. Just dragging, dead weight. Yeah, that was a big deer. (laughs) Now was that prior to gutting or after? Well, we got to gut him first. Okay. Then we drug him. Yeah, we probably lost 40 pounds, 50 pounds out of that gut deal, which is a good thing. Right. Because even though it was just after the rut, we probably burned a lot of fat and whatnot and run down. Yeah. He only tipped the scale at 172. I, he's a big deer. I figured he'd weigh more than that, but the rut, they run it all off. So anyway, the truck still ran. So that was good. It didn't get ready or nothing. The truck sat high enough. The bumper took the big blunt of it all. But it just bent it like a pretzel. Oh, God. So then we get him loaded in a truck. Now, mind you, her son is only 10. But he's a big boy. So <laughs> it was he helped out as much as he could, but he was struggling. Right. I hoisted that big ass thing in the back of my truck. 
Oh, gosh. And he, I just grabbed him by the horns and started pulling. I said, you're going to have to grab his back legs so it doesn't catch on the tailgate. He held his back legs up. I drug that thing in there. What was left of him? So anyway, I ended up getting the deer that I was after all season. Not the way I wanted to, but I still got him. Hey, it still counts. And you getting a mounted, right? Hey, you got him. It don't matter how. You said it was legal. You got him. <laughs> That's so. right. You just used a different tool. <laughs> Yo, Matt, you know what you should do? You should put tire truck tracks across his face. <laughs> like, right, Goodyear on the side of his neck. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't break the rack. Yeah. <laughs> we measured, it, it measured out to 22 and a half inch spread. And he's oh, nine he's missing brow tying, but he's got short tines. It's the same deer that I chased all season at Chuck's. After I missed him at 20 yards, I nicknamed him Second Chance. Well, it happened. <laughs> you That's didn't get no second chance. Do, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, not for your truck, but that's awesome. I mean, it's nice he got it. It's not no, the way you wanted it. No, because that, that's the only truck I got. It's that ordeal. Cost me almost five hundred dollars in a bumper grill and lights, and then another five hundred dollars for a head mount because you got to. Damn. So he's a pause. He's gonna be head mounted. Probably don't get it back till September, October. But Paul gets a lot. I was number three hundred and sixty-seven, and that was the last weekend of muzzleloader. Damn. That's how many heads he's got to do. I don't doubt it. Yeah. So I'm going to be a while, but it's well worth it. Right. So I actually ended up nicknaming this deer Avalanche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Took him out with it. The Avalanche. <laughs> That's funny. That's... Well, hey, what a way to, I guess, top it off. or end, Yeah, end I mean, <laughs> you got your target yeah, buck. So, yeah, I ended up getting four deer this season. And I turned him all into summer sausage. So if you boys like summer sausage, I will bring you some. Hey. That sounds good. I'm down with I, that. I still got I got a boatload, but I'll take a stick. I don't care. <laughs> My family's starving because I didn't get nothing. Now, my question is since, unfortunately, that's the way he went, um, do you have a, uh, your eyes on a new big buck in your area, or have you seen anything yet? Um, at Chuck's, no. No, nothing yet? Claypool, my brother told me, I haven't been running camera at Claypool. I pulled those in season. The only camera that I've been running right now is behind Dad, that's where that freak monster six-pointer is. He's past his ears wide. He's thick. He's got to be four and a half years old. He's just got the mass. He must have foot long brow tines. Obviously, we got the picture. He's he's awesome. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's the biggest six pointer I think you ever see. He just appeared out of nowhere, late season. Is he sticking around right now? He started coming around. Still there? Yeah. Hello. No, no, no. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. I'm hopefully going to find a shed here in a week or two. He yeah. dropped them. Oh, that's good. 
But uh, I was going to let this snow and weather crap get out of the way and get out there first of March, probably the second week. Really start walking. Right. But I think I'm going to. The last three weeks, we planted an acre of, you know, purple headed turnips and radishes. They have decimated the field. There's not one left. It's gone. Hmm. Wow. So that was a good turnout. But I got a ton of pictures. And. But Claypool, there's still three. Because my brother, about three weeks ago, was going home. He lives about half a mile from <coughs> Claypool's Snowy Hunt. And he said he must have seen 15 does cross in front of him and three big bucks behind him. Well, heck yeah. So I know they're there. We probably had nine different bucks in that area this year. And they were all three and a half or better on age. Yeah, I'm interested to see what made it through out here. Um, so am I. I get excited about the first of July. Yeah. I will put cameras up and start feeding protein and whatnot to help with the rat growth. And you get to see, I, mean, I kind of got hooked on that a couple of years ago. Started doing it. And deer would come out and you can see them started just stubs. And, then the main beams would go out, and each point would go up. It's just kind of neat to watch to see how big we're going to get. Well, I'm going to get a jump on you guys. I'm going to start tomorrow. <laughs> he said, put them out. <laughs> yeah, my grandparents, the guy that hunt up there, he's not hunting no more. He's getting too old. So my grandpa gave me a text. Did it Yeah. So I'm going to go up there and put a, a cam up. And then... There's this, like, I don't know how big it is, but there's, like, a whole section of woods that at my mom's and stepdad's that they don't even hunt because they have so many spots. So I think I'm going to make the trip tomorrow and walk all the way back there and put a camera and see what's back there. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. Because we don't, I mean, they, I mean, for all we know, they're probably just sleeping back there all the time. We don't know where they're coming from or where they're stopping. I mean, we the, we share the woods with so many people. I mean, it's retarded. Do you have access to that whole woods? Majority of it, yeah. I definitely want that and shed on it. Oh, they ain't gonna stop what me. What time are you going? See what you can find. I can go in the morning. Because I, I have to be back by like 10, 30, 11. 10, 30, 11. Yeah, well, are you going to sleep in until 10 and then go? Is that your morning? I was thinking about it. No, what dude, time do you want to go? Uh, <laughs> what time do you want to go? Uh, it'd be like break I of dawn. If we went. Break of dawn? Yeah. This ain't no... I ain't got yeah, time. There you go. This dude ain't doing nothing. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> break of dawn. Oh, hell no. Break of dawn. This is going to be ice cold. What's the temperature? <laughs> cold. Your dad's cold. Of course he is. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Hit this one. You do it. I ended okay. it. Oh no, we're on we're on the air of Dad now. <laughs> oh no. Well, uh, I guess that wraps it up here. We lost Matt. Uh, thanks, guys, again for listening. Um, 
Sorry, he wasn't here in person, but that's live. Yeah, so, we'll get him back out here. Uh, yeah, until next time. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't care about your feelings. This podcast, don't care about your feelings. You know where we stand. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, see you guys later. Here comes Matt. Here we go.